If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, for this 43 one. minutes, we do our introductory conversation. We start off by talking about how to shape the glutes. Talking about butts. By building side butt. We're trying to, yeah, improve everybody. Side out there. butt. This is a, a new term that Adam uh, came up with to explain how to get some types of glutes to look rounder. Every girl wants a heart butt. You gotta yeah. get the every guy wants. I got one your too. back. Then we talk about bad styles and styles that never die. <laughs> they never die. My hairstyle. Then we talk about Adam's fear of aging. So whack. This guy, Scott, is such bullshit. <laughs> he wants to be a kid. Forever. I hope my form comes in my back. On Justin this one. talks Peter about Pan. his new home gym. Now he did use PRX, who makes those phenomenal fold-out squat racks. They're so good. They take up very, very little space. Uh, we go into how how that worked out for him in his home. We are sponsored by them. So if you go to prxperformance.com forward slash mind pump, and you use the code mind pump. You'll get 5% off the total price, and you'll get a free MAPS Prime program with purchases of over $500. Then we got into a nice discussion of home gyms versus commercial gyms, and we also mentioned Thrive Market's ever-expanding product line and how companies are giving back. Thrive Market is the largest online retailer of non-GMO and organic products, including skin products and cleaning products. If you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mindpump, we got you hooked up fat with them. One month free membership, $20 off your first three orders of $49 or more, and free shipping. All of that. All of that. Then we get to the questions. The first question was, are branch chain amino acids a waste of money, or will they build you amazing biceps? Hmm. Find out. It's next the branch chain. Next question was, what are muscle bellies? We always talk about muscle bellies. Adam likes to talk about how muscle bellies are full and flat and all that stuff the fuck is a muscle belly? I don't know, but my muscle bellies are hungry. That's right. The next question was, what is the best position to sleep in? Are there sleeping positions that are superior to all the others? Uh, the answer might surprise you. And the final question, do we ever suffer from road rage? And do we have any good or crazy stories? We don't tell you the craziest stories because we don't want to go to jail, <laughs> but we do tell you the ones we think we can tell you in this episode. Yeah. Also, this month, MAPS Performance is half off. All month long, it's the first time we've ever done this with MAPS Performance. This is our functional, athletic-minded workout program. So you get an amazing-looking body, but you can also move like an athlete. Uh, it's half off. you got to use the code GREEN50. That's G-R-E-E-N, the number 50, no space. All month, go to mindpumpmedia.com. Get that. So it's under $100 for the program. You get life access, by the way. Also, we have bundles. This is where we combine multiple MAPS programs for specific goals. You can find all of our bundles and the 50% off MAPS performance with the code GREEN50 at mindpumpmedia.com. Turn me up before we go, go. It's a wake me up. <laughs> wake me up. Yeah, but turn, turn me up since, you since we're go, getting on go. the mics. Oh, you changed it on I'm purpose? Just, yes. Hanging Come out on, here solo. Come on, guy. Who would have get? What who, are you, new here? Who would have invited the new guy in Sal's seat today? Hey, who who would have guessed that George Michael was gay, huh? Nah. Actually, actually, for a while there, well, well when he was with looking. when he was with Wham, yeah. you could have said maybe, but that was the eighties. Everybody looked like that. Yeah. It was the uh, later on. What's that song he did? Faith. Yeah. And the other one. Gotta have faith. 
fake. He's like fake. the st- he's like the stud. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> he was like the man in those videos. Oh yeah. So he, many women cried when they found out. It was out funny because he, he he was even doing dance moves where he was like, you know how they do like the the hump thing. Yeah, yeah. He was doing that to girls. Yeah, yeah. It was very, he was very misleading. And he had the he had the <laughs> he had the beard and the fucking the guitar. Right. The stud. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you guys get what the icon? Did I send the picture that my uncle sent over to me of my my stepfather, my sister, and I, and all the family photo from uh, what's it called from Old Mills? No. Oh, nice! Yeah, oh, I love those. The mustache ones. Yeah. and the permed hair. My, my stepdad. <laughs> oh, was, oh, I think uh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I sent it to you guys. You guys follow that uh, awkward family photo uh, Instagram handle? No, you showed me that one. Oh, it's the best. What's it called? I forgot about it's that. Awkward, awkward family photos. I think is what it's called. Oh, I gotta look because you showed me something. I died laughing. I'm like, I know my family has some of these, and that's why. So you were the one that showed me that. So I yeah. knew somebody had showed me those. That Instagram that is full of all these funny old like oh, old mills God. and what's the other one that, that you they used to do? In, is it old mills that used to be? In yeah, Kmart? and then the glamour shots. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All those. Yeah, Where it's so like you have, you have the cat like <laughs> in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the transparent cat in the background. Uh-huh. The drop down that you could totally yeah. tell it's a drop how, down. How funny, Endless material. How it's, funny is that though? Great. Like how you can totally think something looks good. <laughs> and then all you got to do is look at the same picture in 15 years and be like, right. that looks terrible. Well, it's amazing. Oh, it's, what it is. How did that happen? It's because what happens is somebody, like new, of, new somebody, technology. somebody of influence. Yeah. Yeah. That or somebody of influence, like, you know, you know, co-signs it says like, this is cool. Oh, you know what right. I'm saying? And then everybody thinks it's cool. And then 20 years goes by and they don't have that, that same person who said it was cool 20 years ago. No one knows who the fuck that person is anymore. And all they see it as is like, that looks stupid. Yeah. Why would you do that? That's how yeah. styles are, right? What was the, what style was... is the same way. Like when something comes out and it's fashionable, it becomes fashionable really because somebody of great influence puts their stamp on it and says, this is fucking cool. I'm going to rock yeah. it. Like, yeah. Then we, everyone does it. Yeah, for... that's, that's why I'm debating the whole high-waisted pants thing that girls uh, are doing now. Nobody likes that. They not, used to. Nobody, no, I think no they're lying. Guys like it. I think the girls are lying that wear it too. The ones that wear it, like, oh, how cute I am. Well, Be I, honest with yourself. They're doing it to hide their muffins. I was yeah. going to say, so the, yeah. I, I, yeah, I partially disagree with you. It looks weird. You. It creates long ass. That's why they're, they're lazy. That you Certain asses look good in it. If you if you have a good glute mead, so if you got a good wide ass, if you have the ass that you can see from the front, like if I'm looking at you, like some you know some girls have ass, but they only have back ass. They don't have side ass because <laughs> they don't know how to train the glute mead. Mm, yeah. Those ass. are the chicks that should have the, be doing the rubber band. We should band do moves. a side ass guide. Side ass, not just back. Yeah, how ass. to build a side ass? Hey, th- dude, there's. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I you can absolutely shape the ass. By training, now here's funny that you see everybody in the gym doing it now. Everybody's got the banded knee walks and all this stuff like that and whatever. But there is some value to to doing some of those exercises or incorporating that because most people or most girls or most men and girls like that. You just sh- your glute me just doesn't work anymore because we don't do anything where we rotate like well, or we lateral. move the trans yeah transverse plane or lateral movements. So we just don't use a lot of p- that part of the. It's responsible of the you know, externally rotating the femur and we just don't really do that anymore, not that often. And we don't so we don't build that muscle. But that muscle, when you build that part of the glute, it's like the upper side of the the ass and it gives you this illusion of a a more heart shaped ass. Mm-hmm. Like you absolutely can mm-hmm. shape that, man. Yeah, well uh, ice skaters, uh, you don't see anybody ice skaters, great exercise for that. Oh, yeah. or, you know what I do see though is a curtsy lunge. 
You're seeing a little bit more of that, and you get a little bit more of that. Bro, yeah. sumo deadlifts. Yeah. yeah, sumo deadlifts is a, gr- a great reason. You to, know, it's funny if though, you're a girl and you and you deadlift, but you don't sumo deadlift because you're more comfortable conventional. You should sumo deadlift just to build the out the outside of your ass. Well, you have to also understand how to push the knees out as you're doing your because some women will be like, I only feel it in my inner thighs. Well, yeah, I mean, if you yeah. do, I mean, you have to deadlift correctly. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so if you sumo deadlift, do yeah. it correctly. And if you do it correctly, you have to push your yeah. knees out or they'll cave in, right? What do you, what do yeah. you guys think are some of the worst styles uh, of Nobody the past? misses bugle boy jeans. Oh, are, those like, are great. Bro, that that were like rolled up with and cuffed. Oh, They're kind of coming back, bro. The bugle boys? Well, not bugle <laughs> not the brand, but yeah. that stone wash with the cuffed oh, bottoms. My God. Yeah, like the stone like the yeah. white washed like, I miss that. So jeans. I that's why you, you see me I, I I've yeah. been tight rolling my jeans. I haven't tight rolled my jeans since I was <laughs> Like fucking wow! Look at that, 12. dude. Look at that picture uh, right there. I remember used to rock. Yes, that. Look yes, at that, bro. Yep. Dude, I will show you. Yep. There's people that are are rocking that stonewashed, you know, tapered, cuffed bottom again. That's definitely yeah. back in style. I remember the beautiful. Well, that style goes progression from the the tight pants everybody's been wearing. That goes that goes right in line with the that same time when that was popular. Those those jeans. That's when the high waisted jeans for the shorts for the girls were popular. Mm. Same you thing. Know, you know what I used to love. The jeans I used to love, not for me, but for, for for girls to wear. Oh, uh, bongo. bongo, bongo jeans oh, yeah, always highlighted a very nice nice derriere. I would have to say in our in our Do you remember bongos in our thirty I'm almost forty the, years the skirt the plaid skirt to come back. Oh, the, the cheerleader or the schoolgirls, yeah, like the Britney Spears. The, time. It never got better. About better five to more years, we'll bring that yeah, back. Yeah, I, think, so. I think everything comes in waves yeah. of twenty. I think every 20 Except years. now all dudes will be wearing that, and then it's just going <laughs> to fucking backfire on me. <laughs> it is going to come back male cheerleaders. Just for guys. Shit. Just uh, for guys. Fuck. What was that? What, uh, uh, I remember the bolo ties. You guys remember those? You know what I'm uh, talking about? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, western yeah. looking one? Yeah, yeah, the western. It's got like uh, the, the two, two strings straps. that come down. Yeah, oh, strings. my God. Remember that shit? Yeah. I never wore that. I did, dude. That was an <laughs> ugly one. That was a bad one. <laughs> that was really... And then the excessively wide shoulders on... Shoulder pads on women's like suits, like women's would wear business suits. Oh yeah, and yeah. they'd have the excessively like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why did they do yeah, that? Yeah. Like we want women in shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want you more boxy, please. I don't know why yeah. was that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just a power move. Oh, I know? think about it. I think it was to create the illusion of a smaller waist, right? Yeah, so if you, bro, if, it was if you broaden out their shoulders, they look like an upside waist. down triangle. I though. I know. <laughs> no, but that's <laughs> so totally weird. what that had to been for. Was the uh, that was the idea? I mean, I would. I'm guessing, but I mean, that's my call. Is is to create that illusion that you have this more tapered waist that was a silly i you silly know style. i i wasn't a fan i mean i was a fan as a kid but and it, and it's kind of came back to the, the the bright colors like the neon colors are really popular oh yeah they're not as popular as they gotcha were shirts yeah and, yeah they go and, uh, ocean pacific yeah ocean oh, pacific those gotcha are, those ocean are great pacific. yeah remember that wow yeah throwback i forgot all oh, about you, that remember the painter's hat you know what's got to go and i know i'm gonna oh. offend some people right here because i know i fucking i know i've seen you wearing it you guys is, and that I'm just not a fan of them, and they've they have made they've made it this is Birkenstocks, Birkenstocks oh, are Birkenstocks. are back and they're fucking back hard Why? hard. The, G- the Jesus sandals? The they're Bir- not that attractive. They're not. 
They're not that attractive. They are not attractive. They're almost as bad as Crocs. And I see a lot of hot chicks wearing them right now, man. I see that. Stop and you know what? The, you know only what way, the... the only reason why you get away with it is because you're hot. That's yeah. why. Do you know what I saw at the beach the other day? Jellies. We were at the. We were at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jellies. Jellies. You buy them for like ten, not even five bucks. At the, <laughs> Shit. Have yeah. sweaty feet yeah. and hate your life. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I forgot dude, about that. You know what I saw? <laughs> for the, you know what I saw for the first time, like at a beach. We were at the beach and we were hanging out, and there were these two girls walking down, and they were both. I think they were relatively young, probably teenagers, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe older teenage, like eighteen, nineteen. And this girl was walking around. She had a bikini on and everything. She didn't shave anything. She mm. had full on like hairy legs like me, full on hairy armpits. I haven't seen that. I've never seen that on an American beach before. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. I'm sure Justin has over in San Francisco. Uh, I've I've seen some tarantulas, you know, crawling out. Yeah, you see yeah, that over there. in the it's bathing suits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that age too. I never what saw age? that before. She was like 19, maybe 20. She was young. No, no, older girls. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. well, whatever. She's, she's confident. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, you know that's I mean? that's different though. I'm yeah. thinking of like the bad styles that like that we that I forgot about the, I know, I, I'm man. picturing jelly. I can't get the jellies out of my head right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a fucking terrible thing. That was around the neon time too. Yeah, they were colored like that. Neon. They were like green and pink and bright colors mm-hmm. and shit. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. those are Punky Brewster. That's what that yeah. reminds me of right there. Oh, yeah. That time. Oh, that's... Talk about that. Uh, uh, what are those called? The the overall... Uh, what are those called? The overalls? Overalls. I was like, overhaulings? That's coming... <laughs> that's... <laughs> what the hell is it called? That's coming back, too, right now. Overalls are back in style. You do like yeah, but one they, strap down. Thank you. Yeah. Are they going to wear it, though, with both straps? Well, yeah. Or one wear strap. backwards? Or like no cross. Yeah. I used to... You know how I used to wear my overalls? I used to... I'd buckle them in, but then take my arms out. So then it was just hanging down. Remember that? And it kind of outlined. Yeah, yeah totally. that was the deal. Yeah, yeah. You hooked them. You hooked them back behind you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that no, was that's, the deal. That's how the guys. Overalls warm. are great, man. I don't. I don't mind those at all. Yeah, they're cool, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> super cool. Especially the train one. You know, the stripes and you got the little conductor hat. Yeah, real cool, bro. It's a good look for you. Go little handkerchief. You. you know. <laughs> How about, hey you know, styles that never die that have just, I mean, this is, that's why we're, we all happen to just funny. I'm thinking about this right now and I'm looking at everybody. We all are wearing chucks today. Yeah. I mean, talk about classic wins, a time, a timeless shoe, man, that has made it through forever. Probably one of the simplest shoes that have made it through as long as it has. I, you know, did you, did we mention that? Did you know that they were bought out by Nike? Yeah. Converse? Yeah. yeah. Not for a long time. When? Yeah. A long so is Hurley. I mean, Hurley's. Uh, Nike, Nike bought Hurley? Yeah, a long time ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew that about Converse, but I didn't know. You know how I found out about Converse was I bought a pair of Converse at Nordstrom's about, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago. And when I put them on, I was like, whoa, the soles were all like hella comfortable. Oh, yeah. They have the little yeah. squishy element they added in the sole. Yes. And yeah. so I, I went to the guy and I said, hey, what's up with the new soles? In the he's like, oh, no, that's Nike. That's Ever since Nike, Nike bought them over, they took they they made the soles nicer so they're more comfortable. Yeah. Really? I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, because I have a bunch of pairs of Are these. Are they thicker now? Or are you off yeah, the ground more? It's a little bit thicker. So I, like I, I couldn't find my other matching one. And I was like, doing oh, housework outside. So I was like <laughs> totally off kilter a little bit like for the whole day. That fucked me up. That hurt yeah, my nice head. little, nice yeah. little tween. But you know, it's interesting. Uh, like I figured that out because uh, that, that Nike had bought them. Because remember the Nike ID where you're able to kind of customize your shoe? Mm-hmm. Like they... 
they implemented that for uh, Converse, so you could actually do that, and you can add yeah. little, little stuff to yeah. your shoes, yeah, which was cool. Now, what do you guys think? What do you think about the tapered stuff? I know you're not a fan because you have a big fat ass, and, and <laughs> so tapered shit. P H A T. Yeah, I mean, that's like, true. <laughs> I, I mean, I it, like room. Do you, yeah. you you have some sweats though, and some pants that are, you have tapered stuff. Tapered, eh, just because they were given to me, so they were there. I mean, you know why I like them? It was because it was popular when we were kids, and that's why I tight roll again too. Is because I've always been a shoe guy, and mm. when you have tapered pants, shows or off your shoes. Shows your shoes off. I see. But then we went through that era, which I was very much so a part of too, with the big baggy jeans, you know. And I wore that for a long time. See, when I was a kid, I hated taper pants because I was I got tall real fast, and I was skinny. So I just looked like a fucking clown because I had big ass feet. <laughs> I was tall. I had skinny legs. I tapered my pants, and then it was like it just looked like I was wearing flippers. See, you the only I mean? time I did that was when I had the the dark uh, Levi's jeans that you, you know you'd, you'd roll up like fifty style. You know, yeah, so yeah. you had the cuffs. Like, so and you want to go back in time so bad. <laughs> but that, that's the only time I did that. Like, and it, it 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 kind of worked for me. But even then, like, I just need them to. I need them to be the right length so you can still see the shoe. You know, see, that's that, a hard that's a hard uh, to find those. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very hard to find that. Yeah. You know, you have you have a style just where Justin Lux out is that he has a style that is is timeless because it's like he he pulls from like the 50s. Yeah. So like the shit so it's like yeah. nobody could be talking shit cuz it's just like if you wear you could wear that forever and be okay cuz you're like reflecting out on a uh, an era that's been long gone forever. Well, it's just it's simple too. Like like the more simplistic it's clean and, and easy. Yeah, like I feel like that outlasts the because it, it is cool to be in in good fashion and have like, you know, like loud stuff and like be like get attention and all that. Like that's cool. It's cool that people like experiment with stuff, but like I'm like no Nah, man, I'm gonna keep my life like organized and simple. You yeah, know? Like, I don't want to get all flashy. Well, you gotta like it to want to do that, right? Yeah. You have to really like all that shit to get into it. Mm. You know, that's that was one of the things that I connected yeah, with. Be in. When Taylor and I first met, I was just like, "Oh, this kid's all into that stuff." He mm. just so reminds me of myself and the way I was to a, to a point where it's like such a great reflection. Because when he annoys me, I'm like, "God damn it!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you totally have a man butt. Like, you, <laughs> like, you if I had enough hair, I would have. I'm not no, gonna you lie. Wouldn't. I would have would probably. You, would you rock that? I probably. Uh, well, I grew my hair out. I mean, you uh, know, I had long hair. Yeah, I had. I mean, when I was, uh, I had long hair for a second. See, I yeah. could never do long. I never did it. I never did long hair. I, I gotta find some like. pictures because I did. You, I went to work one day. Were you working for me when I did that? I went to work one day with rubber bands all, and I did the. Oh my god! I think I might have seen you. Oh that. Yeah, yeah, dude, I did like all the kind, crisscross yes, kind of like little yes. spiky. Oh wow. my god! I did all kinds of crazy. <laughs> I did all kinds of crazy wow. shit. Yeah, I wow. had long hair for a second. My hair gets kind of wavy and curly too, which is funny. So I look like a greasy. Like it gets all, you know, down. Oh, wow. I, I had it down to here. I had it down to my shoulders. It's like John Travolta kind of hair. Or yeah, what? but it's like so stereotypical because then you, yeah. you know, you see me with the long, you know, kind of curly hair. Yeah, like, oh, I let Katrina convince me that it was a good idea to do that again, and that was my first show. Enzo, was it Enzo who was in here yesterday? I was making fun. Oh, of I was making fun of your bald spot. I know. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, Adam, why did you do that? He thanks, asshole. So I was like, hey, give him some, cut him some slack. Yeah. Yeah. I told Enzo, I'm like, you're hitting him in the soft yeah, spot. Yeah, like bro. Enzo. Yeah, we got to teach him. There's like certain things. Yeah, he's. Like, I yeah. thought you just started going bald recently i'm like no motherfucker i've been going bald since i was like 27 dude it was like 10 years ago I like, it's, it, no. it progressively gets worse as you get older you know what i'm saying so dude the the longest i had i had my hair pretty high like i definitely did the high pomp thing like i went like as high as i could go like that high tape. that's really high. high it was like, it was like this hand like eight down, feet off his like a helmet you know it was it was gnarly like it was a lot to manage but i put so much grease in it that like 
eat when I took the grease out, my hair was like way unmanageable. Bro, I used to buy this stuff called glue that I would put in my hair and it would make it so solid and hard. You could punch me in the head. Yeah. And it wouldn't mess up my <laughs> that hair. That used to be a that it's used like to be a thing that you, yeah. you could put in like the gel that was so hardened that you could wake you could sleep all night, wake up and your hair looks the same. Bro. Yeah. Bro, I, it was <laughs> wow, literally it was literally glue. It was white and it was super sticky and tacky. Yeah. And you'd put it in your hair, and then that was it. That fucker. And you know what I used to do? I'd put it in my hair, and then I'd hairspray on top of it. Oh, my and then God. I'd, and then I'd use a hair dryer to bake it in. So, <laughs> so I could hold it in the position I'd want it, and I'd blow dry that fucker, and it would like seal it in the position. Like concrete. Yeah, and it just looked like I was just, you know what I mean? It looked like Max Hedron. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Nobody all knows, the old references nobody, coming yeah, out. Yeah, nobody today. knows who that is who's listening uh, right now. Yeah. You can look him up. He was, yeah. on the, he was on the Pepsi commercials, I think. Yeah. And he had the fake the fake stuck on Big here. Fake or we were just talking about the other day, the Sunglasses. Pepsi, the Pepsi. I say that all the time and nobody ever gets that joke. I fucking hate it. It drives me crazy. Yeah. We're getting old, bro. I know. It's like, you're the most apprehensive it's like to it. Pepsi clear. The, Justin and I have embraced getting Don't older. say that. Yeah. You know, my best friends. You for sure can't. Dude, this is like your biggest fear. Yeah, yeah. It's not a fear, dude. It's not a fear. God Look how damn it's it. triggering you. Yes, <laughs> 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 it's not. You gotta a, ask yourself why. You know why? Because <laughs> my my two best it's friends not. are just like you, fucks, dude. I are they get, telling you the same thing? Same thing. We get in this. Maybe room. there's some truth we're, there. We were, we were in it last <laughs> night. We were all so we, they play hearts with me. By the way, if you guys get on to Hearts Plus on the app, I've been surfing around there lately. That's my game. Come get me, but you can't beat me. I've we got a been, coupon code. I've never been beat. Oh, okay. No, no, oh, it's okay. a free app. It's um, a free app on on. It's uh, not a grandpa game at all. Fuck off, bro. Yeah, it's, right? That's the game, bro. Come get me on that right hey, there. You, hey, you guys want to play Trivial Pursuit? Uh, you no, know, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hearts. We can play yeah. some bingo later. Yeah. <laughs> Way more intelligence yeah. than Hearts for sure. Uh, what was I just telling you though? You made uh, me oh, oh, much. Their, their friends give you shit. Yeah, so they're giving me a hard time about you know just aging, right? And they're always trying to tell me to embrace us getting uh, getting older because I am the one that's still like they literally their outfits are. This I was with them when they bought the outfits they're wearing today, like fucking twenty five years ago, like. Uh. They lit. My buddy wore a pair of pants. It gets more comfortable. My over buddy the years. wore a pair of cargo pants that I was with him when we went shopping our junior year in high school. Like he wore, the, he was oh wearing them. God, he's so he, comfortable because he's like wow. the same size. Like so, he's like, if it's in my closet, it's still. I oh, fucking yeah. wear it, and I'm like, come on, man. And then they. So That's when funny. I when I call them out on that stuff, they turn right back around, and call me out about you know resisting getting older. Yeah. I'm like, listen, man. Like, it's to me, it's not about resisting getting older. <laughs> you it's- for sure, you for sure fear the fuck out of it. No, yes, you do. <laughs> no, you hate it. it. Scares the shit out of I'm you. I'm not scared of anything. You should know that. <laughs> you should know that by now. You know what I mean by scared. No, not I, like literally frightened. But you know. I feel like it. I feel like it's something that one that I I always was into, even when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, and and I trust me because I went through a phase from about. I want to say 27 to like 30, 31, where I didn't give a fuck. And like, and I remember like kind of, and I, it, the funny part about it was, and I think I've told the story a long time ago on Mind Pump is I used to have these boot camps, right? And most of the people that came to my boot camps were middle-aged. So between 50 and 60 was probably my average age, maybe a few 40-year-olds in there. And I was in my like mid-20s at this time, and I'm, I'm running these boot camps. And I used to always tell, and I'm mostly ladies, I used to tell all the ladies, I said, listen, I said, I said, I'm gonna. I'm always gonna make sure you guys stay young. I'm gonna take care of your health and fitness. I'm always gonna keep you guys in style too. And I'd always give them like these random tips. Like, and I'd joke around and be like, "Hey, your homework this weekend is to watch MTV for you know 20 minutes or whatever like that. <laughs> Pick up on the latest music." Because I used to say that what happens to everybody is they get stuck in an era. 
not only fashionably, but also the music that they listen to and the things that they're into. And that is the beginning of dying to me. It's like you. No, you're, you're not dying. You're just, living. You're yeah. living for the first time in your life. That's what it is. <laughs> when you see a 70 year old guy walking down You've the street, honed in on what you like. Yeah, and he's walking around and he just doesn't care. You know yeah. what I mean? He's yeah. for the first time of his life. He's, he's free. like, I'm a yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's living for the first he's not time. Living. No. By society, no. you know, by, like, I disagree. Definition. No, man. He's, yeah. he's you got to embrace it. It's a slow death that he's already begun, bro. <laughs> yeah. You just started dying earlier than bro, the rest of we us. We were. I was in. I got in the car with my cousin the other day. He was, you know, taking me for a drive in his new car, and he sits down and he reaches over to get a seatbelt and he does one of these. <sighs> Yeah. And I started laughing, and he started laughing. I'm like, "Those are old sounds. Like yeah, those aren't yeah. sounds you make. Little we gr- didn't make those groans. sounds. 50- yeah, when you get up and you sit down and you get the hair. Remember the hairs in your ear you clipped the other day? Yeah, yeah. That's all. Ugh. That's all part of yeah. your yeah, but, seasoning. Yeah, but you know what though? I clip them. Uh, I don't just let them go. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you still care. That's just, that's okay. That's because, but that's, that's okay. It. Your alpha, you know what your outfit says to me? You don't care. Yeah, there's levels. It doesn't say. It doesn't say <laughs> that I'm dying and yeah. you're living. You know what I'm saying? It says I don't care. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. There's levels I of care, but I'm stubborn. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, levels yeah. of enlightenment that happen, <laughs> and when you're fully enlightened, you just like you just no. you're glowing like oh, yeah. I don't care anymore. Oh, God. I sure hope life. my forum comes to our rescue uh, on this one because I know you cannot. There's no way, dude. I just actually, if you think about it. Dude, think about the most enlightened people we've ever met. Oh, or God. The like most a monk. Enlight- Come on, bro. Yeah. Look at Paul Check. Every time we meet with Paul Check, he wears those same pants. He just isn't. He's like, he's like whatever. Yeah. He's, I'm comfortable. I well, love, I love Uncle Paul, but by no means. Yeah, of course he's not in style. But no, fuck style. Of course it's obvious he's not in style. The guy wears a fucking romper every day. Dude, he's fucking in dude, style. Dude, if you wear a bathrobe, yeah. you know, a lot, yeah, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Hey, who, hey, what's his name? Did for a long time, Playboy. What's his name? Hugh Hefner. Oh right. Yeah, I was thinking more of uh, 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 oh Henry dude. Dangerfield or not Danger? Yeah, Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about <laughs> that. Like his balls would just like you know fall out yeah. randomly. No, yeah. no. I mean, there's levels of not okay. There's not caring in the sense that you you're sad and you don't care, like someone who doesn't care about their health. And then there's caring about your health, but caring in the ways that are freeing to you, right? Same thing with I think with with fashion or anything else. But just, and that's why I think as people get older, we tend to think or younger people tend to think, oh, they don't care anymore. I don't think so. I think some people don't care anymore, but I think other people realize what they care about is more like, well, it's comfortable well, it's, it's and a- I don't really care about like having to look like a particular way. I don't worry about it anymore. And so they enjoy it. You know, it's well, funny. Some, some people look at it and this is just, you just view it differently, bro. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. some people look at it as a way to express themselves. To me, it's one of my favorite ways to express who I am. And if you think about how I dress, it is very much so a reflection of my personality. Some, what do I say on this show all the time? Like you can't put me in a fucking box. Like that is... I mean, if there's anything that defines who I am in the fitness space, it's the same thing. That's how I am in the in the fashion space. Like one day I'll come walking in, and someone will be like, "What the fuck? You look like a skater." The next day, "Oh, you look like a gangster." Oh, you look like a jock. Oh, that's because you just I don't want to create a box, right? Of not in the other boxes. Yeah, you, know what I mean? you don't yeah. want to be the guy that's like, "I'm I'm in the box of I'm not in boxes." Like <laughs> yeah, those yeah. emo, like those emo kids. You know what yeah. I mean? Who are like, "We we dress like this so we don't fit in." It's like, "Oh, that's weird because there's 15 of you." Yes, yeah, yeah. that all fit oh, in. No, yeah. exactly. Like I I <laughs> want you're more like that. Russian doll, right? Like you open one, oh that day, then this day, then the next day, and you're all these different, <laughs> yeah, different yeah, versions. Yeah, so I like I like that. I, I train the same way too. I don't I don't train a, a a standard way of lifting all the time. Even remember, remember how much I used to get irritated at the beginning of the show when we first started. Like everybody putting me in the bodybuilding box. Like that was just like, dude, I am not 
a bodybuilder. Just because I went and did it. Just because I'm a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah, just because I'm a pro yeah. bodybuilder doesn't just, mean I'm a bodybuilder. Just because I'm fucking good at it doesn't mean I fucking identify <laughs> with it, bro. <laughs> You're stupid. Yeah. Have you guys noticed, though, as you've aged, forget the style stuff, that as, you, as you're aging, that your body's just, it's different when you work out and when you trade? Have you started? Have you started making? That's why pieces? Justin trains at home all the time. Have you started making? Yeah, that? Justin, yeah, I don't. That's why Justin. I don't like people looking at me when <laughs> I'm training. Are you, it's awkward. Are you guys making peace with it yet? Or are you still fighting it? Because I'm starting to make peace with some of the. Oh yeah, no, I am. Like as far as like some of your like the the rituals and different things that you do now, as opposed to like when you did when you're young and like you just get after it, right? Like I have to I have like a whole process I have to get through and like get in the right mental space. And what like, is your what is your at home situation looking like, Justin? The last time we talked, you were yeah. Did you get that that PRX? Yeah. Thing set so up? now I'm. I'm I'm in like I have it all set up so I can actually squat and have it off the rack and everything and I just got up my I had to I had to like rearrange everything so that climbing wall I had to move like closer to the door and then I finally got the other post and so but now I'm in a great position where I can fold everything and I got the the bench all folded against the wall so Oh the bench folds up too. It's, it's oh, folds it vertically the- into the wall so I got that as an as an addition which I love it. That is my favorite feature of the entire thing is Does the, the bench folding that connect up into the wall. to the to the cage or is it separate? No, it's it, separate. And it's, it just folds up. Yeah, it, it's like on a it's on like a steel plate and so I bolted that into the wall and so what you do is you like you pull it out and then it like folds and oh. then you just So it's so convenient like Dude, it's so like me walking into the room, you wouldn't like you don't run into anything. Everything's on the wall. And so I just like pull it out. I pull the bench out. You know, I rack the weights, you know, from the vertical uh, racks that are on the on the wall. And then, you know, I get after it. So I, so I just started using it for like benching and squatting. And so this is a squat rack. This is the one we saw right on the ad or whatever. It's yeah. the rack that when it comes out, it's sturdy. And because my fear was always. Yeah, Is how do you feel? Be solid yeah, how do you feel about how? Because I tell you what, like, I'm gonna talk some shit about the gear that we have in here right now. Like, you yeah, know, I appreciate the small hookup that we got when we first uh, started because it, we it wasn't much. So yeah, you can talk as much as you want. Yeah, but the equipment that we have right now is kind of like, meh. yeah, it's okay. You know I don't like our benches. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't hate like our, our benches. Our benches, at all. Are, our benches are terrible. Wonky. The rack, the is, rack the, is good. Yeah, the rack the is- The basics. Yeah, yeah. It's, but I mean, it's pretty massive. So, And I know Justin's is not quite as massive. And so is it as, does it feel sturdy? No, it's sturdy because so you when you pull it off, so it has these like little hinges that um, I don't know if it's like a hydraulic. It's not a hydraulic, whatever you call it, but it's like, it's a real sturdy like hinge. And then it, when it comes down, it comes all the way to the ground. So you're, you're literally driving these big posts into the ground. So like all the force, you know, all the ground forces are just straight from the ground. And so. then it's bolt, and you bolted the yeah. end with the hinges into the studs into the wall. Yeah. So in reality, it might even be more sturdy than one that doesn't fold because it's bolt. Because usually when you get like my rack in my garage, I don't bolt it anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's a standalone; it just stands like it doesn't fold up. Right. You're but gonna yours get a little is, more movement probably that's with what yours I'm saying. than mine. Yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's why you lift it. You lift it off the ground into the wall, and so you pull it off, you know, the wall, and then like slam it down and it's, into it's, the ground. And you have to measure it right so that it's in contact with the floor in case it's uneven or whatever. Or does it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if as long as you, I mean, as long as you got a good foundation your floors like yeah. level you know you're, you're fine well, so yeah. how yeah, long, i would, I would I mean, you don't want to do it on carpet <laughs> i wouldn't suggest you put yeah. it in a room with carpet like i uh, like i have like a wood floor so oh I you could probably sh- still do it though on like thin carpet. you wouldn't want to do it on big fluffy not carpet. big fluffy yeah. how long that does would it be weird how long does it take to unfold and fold back up second two seconds really yeah man 
it's it's super convenient. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, it's great, man. Especially if you don't have a, a garage mm-hmm. or you know, it's it's such a it's such a great thing for me because I, I I canceled my other membership. I we were going to this gym that was close by. And we just canceled it because, like, you know, my wife and I, we just we just work out now downstairs. If you're the if you're somebody who's consistent with your workouts, somebody who's you know you're never going to stop. One of the best investments, in my opinion, you could ever make is a home gym. I don't think a home gym is a great investment for people who don't work out consistently and they flake because otherwise you're spending you know <laughs> yes, a thousand kinda, or whatever dollars. You're gonna put on. your laundry on it just like you yeah. would your your cardio machine yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if you're actually doing any of our maps programs, like this is like essential because you know that was the one thing. It's like, well, I need, I still need a squat rack, mm-hmm. I still need a barbell, I still need you know these types of things and. Um, this this like eliminated all those factors. Yeah, did you no. guys know that? You guys know what we did with them because because obviously, a, a, anytime you get into a deal like so, we worked out a partnership with PRX. Um, like you know, just like you do anything with kettlebells, barbells, dumbbells, it's so it costs so much to ship. The margins are terrible, so you can't ever do like a badass hookup. Like nobody's gonna have a sick ass hookup for equipment, right? Oh yeah, the so, margins suck. So our discount is like really small for our our listeners, but. Because of that, something that we did just to, to show love to our audience is that we we give one of our programs away. With that. You guys know that, right? Like we give we give our um, our prime prime program. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prime comes with that. So anybody who purchases yeah. the at home program or at, at home PRX stuff can get yeah. prime for free. No, this is kind of a I'll, kicker that we did to kind of sweeten the deal because we knew that it was a small discount. That no, I'll get. tell you what, man. If you're consistent with your workouts, the best investment you can make is a home gym. From in my opinion, I love the fact that I have a gym in my garage. It's so convenient. I know I'm going to work out anywhere anyway. And to be honest with you, once you start working out by yourself, and what I mean by yourself is you don't, you're not working out in a gym with lots of people, you don't want to work out in gyms that much. I really yes. don't. I mean, I can have fun in gyms, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I fucking, I, I way would rather work out in my own play, even in here, even in our gym. Where I can play my own music, do my own thing. Well, it's like to me, I look at it like we we talk about group classes and like you know orange theories and things like that. Like if you're the type of person that needs that motivation, you know, God bless you, do that. If you're just somebody that wants to get a really good workout and like why are you even going to the gym anymore? Like just get it done in your house and like you're so much more consistent that mm-hmm. way. And then like everybody, like your family, like sees that like on a consistent basis and they get involved too. So it's mm-hmm. like it's better for everybody. I agree and disagree with you guys. I agree that because I, I mean, right now I you're tra- working out here mostly. Yeah, I probably train here. 75% of the time. So 75% of the time I'm training out of our studio currently right now. Uh, and part of that is because now I've, I've moved to a new place. And so I'm trying to figure out which gyms that are closest to me that I like the most. Like, so now the Monterey Golds and then the other 24 is what's really close to my house if I'm going to go to a, a commercial gym. Now, what I like about... So every Saturday and Sunday, though, Katrina and I... Well, I shouldn't say that because we were in here this last Saturday and Sunday. But most of the time we were over at Golds or what's now American Barbell. And I, what I like about training in a gym, and I, I don't know if this was just because of the competitive time that I went and that the gym that I go to with all the other competitive athletes, it's motivating when I see other pros and other people, especially being, and maybe this is because I'm more the physique guy because I do care about the aesthetic side of it more than you guys probably care. So I do. When I see my peers in there 
working hard and they they look put together and stuff like you that. You guys have like pose downs. Yeah, you know, so it just does random pose downs. It does get like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. There's you just put posters <laughs> of uh, of of dudes flexing on your walls at home. Stupid, and dude. You can work out. It doesn't we work. know what you use those for? It doesn't. So. It, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't work the same. So. I, even though I'm somebody who doesn't really get distracted by everything else that's going around I me, mean, I'm, I'm very much so in my own space when I'm lifting. There's something about the energy when I walk into like American Barbell when there's six squat racks and dudes are deadlifting and squatting and I see people pushing and moving like, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of times when I'm, you know, I know I need to get my workout in, I'm going to lift. And had I lifted at my house or lifted in this studio, I might have just kind of gone through the motions where... I kick it into another gear sometimes that I may not have had because of the atmosphere. It's definitely fun. There's, I mean, gyms, gyms can be fun. I enjoy working out in gyms, but once you, you'll see, like, if you, when you get to the point where you have your own, like, in your house and it's got everything you need, you, you, you'll see it gets to a point where you're, it's just not, it's more I've, of a hassle to go I've, somewhere. I've and, been there before. You know. I've been there before and I've had that. And the reason why I don't now and I haven't invested in it again is just because. I, because of this exact reason, I didn't I didn't use it like I'd want to. Because it's in my house, it was convenient and nice. But then because of that, like when I go to the gym and I have to drive to it, it's like the same thing like when you people buy personal training. Like a lot of times clients buy personal training, not even because they need it. It's because they know that if they buy the personal training and they have to show up to an appointment or they'll lose money if they don't show up to the appointment, it makes them go to it. Well, when I drive all the way to a gym and I go there, I'm not going to do a 10-minute workout and turn around and walk away. When it's in my house, I may only do a 10-minute workout. You're less motivated? Yeah. it's I'm less motivated. And that's not to say that I don't have still incredible workouts here at the studio because some of my best workouts have been here. I just had an incredible workout yesterday here. But- you know, I'm more likely to go like eh, that's enough. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go. I'm gonna go back in my. I'm gonna go back in my house, which is five feet away. Well, the other yeah. part of it too is the life changes though too. Yeah, like, it does, and especially if like you like, time windows mm-hmm. shrink. Yeah, and because so for me to just get, you know, I'm watching TV. Well, I can or see that I'm with like, the, oh, wait with a kids. Minute. I'm going downstairs. It, but but it makes it fun too because it's like I, I just want to do something like while everybody's reading or you know off and doing their thing. I'm like, screw no, this. I'm gonna go could, down and lift something. That could tra- now uh, th- this. Is you know single no kid Adam talking right like a hundred percent I could totally see a different attitude from me if I had two kids like you both do because yeah. you know I see my I see I have friends that have kids and they and they both work out and they have to do this whole thing where she comes you know for an hour and then gets a lift and then and he watches the kids and then she goes home it's, and then it's he a goes to the gym serious hassle yeah it's like, it's a like f- three hours oh, yeah it's a four hour block for each per each yeah. person to get a, a workout where it's like fuck honey if we just had this in our house yeah we could both get you our put lifting. the baby in the in the in the, in yeah. the little baby gym right yeah. there or whatever yeah they could be in the house while i'm lifting i could be checking on them in between sets they could be exactly so i could i definitely could see part of it attitude changing yeah, being and, a guy who is and kids. part of it for me too is uh i have a different relationship with it because that's how I started. I started working out at 14 mm-hmm. and from 14 to 17 or so I worked out in the backyard. And so there's something about working out when it's hot outside yeah, it's or cold outside, for you, bro. rain. You have a different attachment to and, it. And that's part of it. Part of it is that feeling of it's just me and the weights and I'm getting creative and I'm having great workouts. And also the exercises that I tend to like tend to be ones that don't require lots of equipment. Like I prefer a T-bar row with the bar in the corner, you know, Ronnie Coleman style or whatever, Arnold, you know, the way he did them. I prefer that. I prefer pull-ups over pull-downs. I prefer, you know, doing these kinds of movements and having to get creative, you know, with uh, with free weights. And it just, 
I don't know. It just feels better to me, but it doesn't mean I don't enjoy well, going to the gym. you know, it's cool. And this is something I kind of told you guys a while back that I was starting to slowly collect like vinyl records. And, and I've, I've, I've been trying to do this just out of like, you know, classic albums. That I want like to show my kids like, oh, th- these are the ones, you know, these mm-hmm. are the ones that are like, you know, like are timeless, you know, and I want you to listen. And, and so anyway, so I have like a, I have a record player, but I don't really have the speakers yet. So I'm going to end up that like, I guess Sonos has like some speakers that hook up to it. So I can do it like all wirelessly and all that. So I'm going to set that up in, you know, in the gym and then have like old records playing while, you know, we're all working out and stuff too. So I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm going all out with this thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, (laughs) but I I do, I I think if you, if you work out and you're consistent as hell, a home gym, you buy it once, you never have to buy it again. You use it as much as you do, man. It's it's a it's a. Well, at the end of the day, if you're somebody who can afford to have both, you're in the best best of both worlds, yeah. right? Like yeah. if you can afford to have an at home gym and then also a gym membership, where because that's what I want. Like in Katrina, and I, I've talked about this many times. Like, man, we should just get a platform and a squat rack thing. Well, it's affordable though. I mean, if you look at and and I know just to to kind of plug what they're doing, like they they are one of the only ones that you can actually do like a payment plan. So it's like a membership. Yeah. Anyway. So, and so so you get it all, you install it and then you just I mean, it's it's really not going to hit you too bad, mm-hmm. you know, month to month. So it's an option. You know what I used to like about going to the gym uh, was that they had a steam room and stuff like that. Those are things that I don't have at home. Oh yeah, that I can really, yeah, I really enjoy. Well, but at a, some point, I'm going to have yeah, that. certain too. amenities like that. Yeah, for at sure. At some point, I'm yeah. going to have that. At my well, house I know, too. we get the sauna here. I mean, I use the fuck out of that thing, yeah. man. I yeah. mean, I love the the infrared sauna, man. And I we haven't plugged them in a long time. And that thing has been like a huge game changer for me. I, and I tell Taylor, Taylor is finally on board with that too. He's had a couple of days where he's just like, man, it feels all groggy or doesn't get good sleep. I was like, go fucking sit in that thing. Ever since Ben Greenfield told me that's like part of his regimen when he flies uh, across country to like mm-hmm. reset his circadian rhythm. And he's like, oh yeah, that's been, it's like the first thing he goes, like when I land somewhere, I go find an infrared sauna, sit in a sauna. And so since that, I thought, you know what? Every time I feel off, like if I didn't get good sleep or anything like that, like make sure I go in there. Oh, I'm going to look for one. I wonder if they have one of those in Scotland. I'll have to look. Dude, what? that has been huge. Infrared, from, you know, spa or, oh, or spa. somewhere there. Do they have a culture there? That, 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 I don't know. I man. know in the Eastern, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what, what all that looks like. I have no idea, dude. You'll, you'll find bars. Yeah, I will find my, I will, <laughs> a lot of pubs. I will be drinking whiskey and stuff like that. But no, <laughs> yeah. you know what? We so we Doug, we haven't done an unboxing in a long time from Thrive Market. Um, are we going to do one of those soon? Let's order some stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I think uh, I'd like to order some cleaning. Yeah, supplies. why did we stop doing that? What happened? I don't know. I just felt like we were doing it all the time, so I thought we'd mix it up a little bit. Oh, I felt like you were being so giving and nice, and all of a sudden you cut us off like we did something wrong. <laughs> I want macadamia nuts. <laughs> okay, I'll go back to my supplies. old giving self. I like when Doug does surprises. Oh, you I like the beef surpri- jerky, man. I like, you know us so well, Doug, that I feel like when you pick it out for us, it's more fun. I feel like, like I raised the bar too high at the beginning, though, because I was finding all these really unique, unusual things. Oh, yeah. And then I just think you after need- a while, then it's they're gone, and now you just kind of do mundane things. I like- think you need to try harder. I think it's just okay. <laughs> They're kill- okay. Try harder. <laughs> you know, a lot of people. A lot of people don't know this. We mentioned it several times before, but a lot of people don't know this. Thrive Market gives uh, free memberships to people in That's need. That's so cool. I love so, this company. Yeah, dude. it's one you, of our favorite companies. When you get it, when you get a membership at Thrive Market, they'll give a free membership to somebody who's low income who could definitely benefit from having 
high quality non-GMO organic foods delivered, you know, to the door. So do you know, really do you know, nice. Doug, by any chance at like what rate they're continuing to expand their, um, their you base know, or yeah, of stuff. Like, I mean, stuff. Every, I feel like they're constantly, constantly, yeah, they're constantly adding, things, adding things to it. So since it's been a, a while since I've looked for unusual things, I bet there's a bunch now that are available. Here's what I'll do for our next time that we mention Thrive Market. I'll have a box here for us. All right. Excellent. All right. Excellent. Good looking out, Doug. But yeah, it's, it is interesting though, this whole, uh, it's funny. I talked about this on, I was just interviewed on uh, uh, another podcast, The uh, Order of Man. Oh, you plugged, podcast, you plugged right? one of our sponsors yeah. on another on another uh, podcast? No, no. Remember yeah. Ben Greenville did that to us? Make sure and <laughs> use code like, Mind Pump. Like 15 yeah. of his Yeah, own. Ben Greenville did like six on one of our shows. Like, you motherfucker no, plugging no, your sponsors on our show like that? No, but oh, it's he's interesting. A ninja like that. One of the things we talked about on there was how it's becoming more and more marketable to be charitable, which we never really seen that before. Yeah, you know, and Thrive Market's doing it, and you know, some of our other Mirror. sponsors, like Mirror does that. Yeah, no, it's, it's becoming a big thing. You, you go no, shop they, at. They, there's a whole. I mean, you. I just watched a great YouTube on this that they're saying that it's it's going to become mandatory in the future. That's how serious it is. It's that serious where the like we're at the point now where. It's so competitive. I love that. You can yeah. learn so much from from companies. For every great company that someone talks about, there's another one that is just as great that's providing as good of services for with competitive prices and is giving some of their profits away mm -hmm. to some good cause. And that's becoming a standard. It's becoming the consumer wants that. And well, you know good. So we don't run into more of these issues like with the talcum powder <laughs> from fucking Johnson and Johnson like, giving everybody cancer. Oh my God. Shit. It's good, but what always happens is you get the extreme was what I'm seeing now is, you know, I see people and I've talked to several people that are trying to start businesses and they're spending more of their time trying to figure out their cause and what they're going to give their money to before they even learn how to make money. And so which I think your heart is in the right place. But if you have the coolest, you know, charity that you're giving, and you only have five, you have people, to have a model that works. Yeah, if you don't have a good business model, you're not doing as good as you intended to do, anyways. And so I like, like I, I like how we've done things. I know we've always talked, especially Sal. I know this has been on your heart for a very long time, as, as far as us doing some sort of giving back. But the bottom line is, we still haven't learned how to give to ourselves and actually build a sustainable business. Well, for that's a long the time. irony of it, right? Got to do that first. People dude. demonize profiting so much, and oh, they just want to profit, whatever. You know, the reality is, you have to profit in order to be able to give and create a sustainable, you know, process of giving. Otherwise, you run out and you can't help anymore. There's so, no, there's no doubt in my mind we're going to have a dope ass cause that we'll give to and we'll give a substantial amount of money consistently to them when we've established a very consistent model ourselves and where everyone's is set. But, but like, I do, I do, I do embrace the fact that the market seems to to value that more and more. Like you go to you go to the grocery store now and, and there's whole lines of products where you can flip them over and there's all these things that they like fair trade certified and mm -hmm. you know we do this and we do that and. You see that, and it's like, you know why they're putting that on their label? Because people want that, yeah. you know? And I can't wait. People I, are seeking that out now. I cannot wait until it gets to the point where celebrities are going to have to start doing this in order to, to, be, to be cool. It's still not cool yet. It's great when you do something and you put it out there and people think you're, that's awesome. But it's not cool yet, like the celebrity driving the cool car or having the cool house. But I believe in the future it's going to be like, that's how they're going to virtue signal. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, yeah. oh, hey, I donated all my money to this, or I'm doing that. And although it's not maybe not the, the same intentions, it's going to help a lot of people. Mm. So I can't wait till that happens. Quee -quee. Angle 
First up, Misty Gets Real. Get real, Misty. <laughs> you guys have mentioned BCAAs are a waste of money. Can you elaborate on why? Branch chain amino acids. Sprinkle some BCAs all over it. So those are, there's three amino acids. So first of all, there's essential amino acids that you need to consume uh, because your body cannot produce them. In other words, if you don't consume them, you die. Um, and then there's non-essential amino acids that your body can make itself um, and you don't necessarily have to consume them. Now, within those essential amino acids, there are three amino acids that have been shown to be quite important when it comes to things like recovery, muscle repair, performance. Leucine, glutamine, and... No, leucine, isoleucine, and valine. Oh, yeah. glutamine's not in there. No, glutamine's non-essential. Uh, glutamine's not an essential amino acid, although glutamine is the most abundant amino acid uh, in skeletal muscle. It's not an essential one. So anyway... You have those three branched amino acids, leucine, isoleucine, and valine. And, you know, here's the funny thing about branched amino acids, by the way. They are not new supplements. One of the, some of the very earliest supplements that weren't just a protein powder were branched amino acid supplements. Um, and this is because old studies showed that people who were ill or burn victims or, you know, long distance runners, when they would supplement with these things, they would recover and feel better. And so then, of course, the supplement industry took hold of that and said, oh, everybody supplement with lots of branched amino acids is going to build more muscle and burn more body fat. Not so fast. doesn't quite work that way. It seems that if your protein intake is not at an optimal level, then supplementing with branched amino acids has some benefit. If you're getting adequate protein, because remember, protein is made up of amino acids. And a complete protein has all of them, including the branched chain amino acids. Well, I was going to say, wasn't there a supplement company that just like like bottled up in pill in these little tiny pills of just whey protein? Bro, they were big, big ass, or pills. big ass, yeah. huge pills. The, uh, the amino acids, amino, amino three thousand. The, the irony yeah, of yeah. this is this BCAAs are pushed the most in the bodybuilding community by the the people that need it the least, and the idea, the thought. <laughs> The thought was, oh, when I'm cutting and I'm, you know, for a show or, you know, getting shredded and I'm low calorie, I don't want my my uh, muscle to get eaten up. So I'm going to take BCAAs and I'm going to drink on it all day long. That is stupid, especially coming from a bodybuilder who more than likely is doing one to two to three times the amount of protein that they need on a daily basis. So they're getting ample enough protein and covering their bases on branched chain amino acids that they're oh, I love it's it a when waste people, of money. People will supplement with BCAAs and be like, this has one gram of, you know, uh you know, one gram of leucine and or or you know, one and a half grams of leucine and you know seven hundred and fifty milligrams of isoleucine and valine because they always want that two to one ratio. That's another discussion. And I'll look at that and be like, you know, five grams of whey protein has got way more than that. Five grams. Not 30 grams or 20 grams, but literally yeah. a sprinkling of like whey just, protein. Yeah, a little bit of that. It's going to have more than, than what you're supplementing with your, with your BCAA. So that's why, it's, that's why I say it's a waste of money. If you're eating adequate amounts of protein 
It's not doing anything for you to take and all these extra. Cover that. Adequate amounts of protein is like 0. 0.8. Yeah, right. grams per pound of body weight. Which, yeah. That's the People upper limit. Exceeding. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that, that's the upper limit of that. So if you're so the only person I could see some value to this is maybe a vegan and a calorie restricted, uh, hardcore, you know, training regimen or marathon type running. Right. Yeah. Somebody even who then, is, even then, a vegan, I would even put unbranched amino acids. I would put them on essential. All the essential amino acids. Right. Because when, when you look at... Okay, here's the other thing, too. Post-workout, people like to supplement with amino acids and protein because it spikes muscle protein synthesis um, a little bit, which is true. Now, we're splitting hairs here, okay? And we've talked about in previous episodes why it's probably not that big of a deal. But let's say you've got all... Everything's perfect and you want to just maximize every little half a percent. You're still better off supplementing either with protein or even just the essential amino acids. The essential amino acids is really all you need to take advantage of that little spike in protein synthesis. Which is covered in your whey protein. A, or you're taking if you're taking a protein shake post workout, yeah, you're getting that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, you've got all that. Now here's the thing you need to be careful for, because here's what's happening. People are buying branch chain amino acid drinks that are flavored like watermelon. Yeah, and they're drinking them all day long because they think it's gonna make them build more muscle. If you flood your brain and your body with too many branch amino acids, you could uh, it, you could mess around with your brain's or your body's ability to create certain neurotransmitters and you may create an artificially kind of depressed state. And there's actually a lot of anecdote of people who are saying, mm. oh, I was taking all these BCAAs and I didn't know why I felt shitty. And then when I stopped, I started to feel better. But it's funny again, because BCAAs, every five to 10 years, they push it. The supplement industry pushes it because BCAAs were big when I first started working out when I was 14, yeah. 15. I used to take them as a kid. Then it wasn't popular for a while. Yeah. Then it got popular again. Then it wasn't popular for a while. Then it got popular again. And right now we're looking at And you know who's pushing it too? Is people who promote fasting in the in the muscle building yes. community. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That that's, is, that's, that's the that's big hilarious. that's the big push right now yeah. is when cuz intermittent fasting is huge and the theory is okay, you're depleted, you're not getting your essential nutrients. At least take this so your body doesn't Yeah. Eat up muscle. Yeah, the reason yeah. why you get benefits from fasting is because you're not getting yeah. amino acids and because you're not getting, you know, glucose and, and you're not getting fats. That's why you get the benefits of fasting. So yeah. you throw amino acids at yourself and now you're creating, you're, you're basically reducing your And, it, and again, effects. I would argue that going in a state where you're, you deprive yourself of certain nutrients, stressing the body to not have it for a little bit every once in a while is probably advantageous for the body, especially yeah. when you go right back the next day or two days later to your 150 to 200 to 300 grams of protein like it will do you well to not to give your body none for a day muscles not going to fall off your body you know and then you come back to your regular cycle of eating normal amounts of protein yeah. and you're getting adequate you're I just you pay attention to what's lasted right like what are the what are the supplements that have lasted through all these trends it's creatine and like whey protein yeah like yep. like argue like any other supplement that that has relevance yeah no it's true it's absolutely true it's funny i used to recommend branched amino acids to some of the guys i would do jujitsu with um and they would get better recovery from it and it was because they didn't eat that much protein i remember I, there was a good friend of mine who was uh, he was in his mid-40s and he was doing jujitsu with us and you complain about getting sore so we talk about his diet and the guy he was probably consuming, you know, 60 grams of protein a day, which is enough to keep you alive and it's not going to you're not going to get sick, but when you're training really hard, it's not an ideal amount of protein. And so I told him, "Hey, supplement with branched amino acids if you don't want to take a protein shake or whatever." And he got great results from it. And that's really where I see the application. 
if you're getting, you know, the upper limit of, of what you're going to get from protein, which is like we said, and by the way, this is pretty established in studies, it's about 0.8 grams per pound of body weight uh, for relatively lean people. You don't want to do that if you're obese because then the, your protein will be way through the roof. Taking BCAAs is really doing nothing for you at all. And this is true for all the amino acids that people supplement with. Now, there could be some benefit from increasing nitric oxide, from taking citrulline by itself on an empty stomach. But, you know, there's really not that big of a, you know, supplementing with amino acids. The only people I see who benefit from that, low protein or people who have trouble getting, you know, who have a limiting amino acid. Like vegans sometimes who don't know how to plan their meals well. Because with vegetable proteins, many times what you'll get is, You'll get a complete protein, but one amino acid will be really low. And so it kind of lowers the overall value of that protein. So if it's 30 grams of protein, it's the same value as like 15 grams of egg protein because there's a limiting amino acid. With those people, sometimes they'll say, okay, supplement with essential amino acids to increase the the, the bioavailability and the quality of your protein and use it more. But other than that, it's, it's, it's really not a, a great investment. And it's really used as a way to sell you you know, uh, uh, supplements. And many times they sell you something that tastes really good. They'll say, hey, have this really, ta- this really really good tasting watermelon drink. Oh, and it's got BCAAs in it. So now people are like, oh, they well, feel good uh, they, about it. In the bodybuilding community, they've they've scared you into thinking that you're going to burn up your muscle. It goes right into that myth of our body, you know, starts to metabolize muscle when we don't have mm-hmm. enough calories in it. And so that's what, that was, it. I think that's how bodybuilders, and that community uses it. And who I, who I see push it the most is that men's physique and bikini athletes, you know, every every day. And, I, of course, I follow because a lot of them are my peers and friends that, you know, in my feed I get at least one a day where they're pushing on Instagram. They're, you know, branching amino acids that they're pouring in, they're drinking. I would venture to say that those guys and girls, I would be more concerned about all the artificial shit that they're intaking on a, such a consistent right. basis that got I'd be more worried about the detriments that they're going to get from that opposed to the 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 splitting hairs of the benefits they're going to get by taking the BCAAs. It's like for sure I, that that in itself to me you, you got to drop that. Dude, like, I why remember would you do, why would you take that? that I remember when uh extend. You guys ever use that before? Uh that that it's a amino boner acid pills. supplement. Ex- extends? Yeah. Boner no, pills. No, not the boner pills. Oh. Not, not the one you guys share. I got excited. I'm it's it was it's a drink that really taste fucking good. Like they, they did a good job engineering that thing to taste like a fucking Slurpee, right? It's really, really good. <laughs> and it's it's branched amino acids and it's a recovery mm. drink, right? That's what they call it. And it's artificially flavored and all that stuff. And I knew guys that were drinking that all they they would do their gallon of water or two gallons of water that they're supposed to drink all day yeah, long. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would just throw that in there and say, oh, it's branched amino acids. Reality is they just wanted to have fucking tasty, you know, tasty water all day long. Yeah. But they were drinking this all day long at these high doses. And those are the guys I was like, I used to tell them, like, you be careful, dude. You throw off your, your neurotransmitters because you're hammering yourself with so many amino acids that are could be influencing how your brain's, you know, Well, you got to think working. your body's going to naturally downregulate, right? Because yeah. if you're flooding it with anything, that's what ends up happening. Yeah. So I could see, and that's again why I think the, the bodybuilding community is the worst to be doing that. You're already flooding your body. I, I've yet to meet a, a competitor who under-consumes protein. They're the most overnourished people in the world. Yeah. So, Multivitamins and supplements. And so if you and- flood your body constantly with things that it could potentially produce on its own, or that it was already getting plenty and adequate amount. It's just like anything else. It's going to slow down this process of using it, right? I remember when I was, I think I was 16 years old, my parents, maybe six, maybe 15, my parents went to Italy for uh, two months. 
And so me and my siblings lived with my grandmother and my grandfather. And at this time, I was taking protein drinks all the time. So I'd always shake up my drinks, my weight gainers, and I was always trying to gain mass, right? I was a skinny kid. Now, when I lived at my grandmother, my grandmother's old school Sicilian, right? Doesn't work. And her life mission is to feed the fuck out of her grandkids. That's what she (laughs) does. So I lived there. So I lived there for that short period of time. And my grandmother literally was my personal chef. And I love her to death, right? So she would literally say to me, what do you want for breakfast? What do you want for lunch? And I was trying to gain muscle. So I was like, oh, steak, eggs. I want fucking lamb. I want beef. I want this. And she would just make me these huge like protein meals. So I stopped taking shakes and I was just eating real food. And I remember in a two-month period, I got so strong and I built visible muscle. And that's when things started to click a little bit. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking shakes, but I'm eating real food. That shit's way more effective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next question is from VMA, Mr. Black. Can you explain muscle bellies and how they play a role in our overall appearance? Yeah, it's fine. We got to talk about this because we mentioned this bellies. a lot on the show about how someone's muscle belly. I didn't realize how much I talk about it. I didn't know that you until you pointed that out. Like yeah. I, I, I well, reference- I think we forget that people don't know what that you know that's that's muscle building mm. lingo. Well, it, and mm-hmm. it's it's been something to for me that. Um, has really, really helped me teach clients and get them to understand what's going on with this. Because clients refer will tell you like how they look, right? They 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 look at the mirror. You know, you're training them, you're telling them how to eat, and then they, then you say, stick to this, do these exact things, and the week goes by, and they they look at themselves in the mirror, and sometimes they come back to you and they're like, Adam, I just mm-hmm. I don't like the way I look. I look like this. I look like that. And sometimes you you have to explain exactly what what they're probably seeing and why that is because they they know for sure you know your body like there's nothing that like justin said something earlier today and then when we talked again we mentioned it off air about muscle bellies i made a comment about why he feels that way like you know he's like man i just feel like i'm shrinking you know and because we were complimenting how lean he looks and how good he looks right now and he's like i just feel like i'm shrinking well absolutely you are you're in a calorie deficit you are depleted of carbohydrates and so your body's holding less water. You have less carbohydrates in your body, which fill up your muscle bellies. Both water and carbohydrates do that. And when you fill the muscle bellies up full of fluid and carbohydrates, you they look fuller and more pronounced. Mm-hmm. And it creates this more bubbly, filled out muscle look on your body. And that's why- It's like up to 70% of your muscle is not muscle fiber. That's right. Yeah. You know? Most of it is fluid. Yeah. And so when you when you fully understand this and when you understand that when you're on a diet where you're in a, in a caloric restricted place or you're on like a keto or a carnivore so diet- So am I considered flat or dry? Flat. Okay. So yeah, dry is not. I'm trying to get into lingo. Yeah, flat. Flat is like your muscle bellies are flat right now. Which what I know right now that I can dry is that you don't get dry until you're shredded. Dry is all like when you're shredded, then you can see if you're holding water or not. Uh, You'd have to get really. Excuse me. So, but this is (laughs) this is all like we're laughing because it's it's bodybuilder lingo and and talking everything. But this has actually made me a, a much better coach for the average like my average client who's 60 who doesn't give a shit about. Oh yeah, you can articulate kind of what's going on with the changes of their body yeah they can, they can identify it and i could show them i could literally yeah. tell them like watch this okay so for example you know i helped someone out recently and she's in her in her 50s and uh, we've been on a low calorie uh for a, a little while and she's been low carbohydrate for three days in a row right and she's just like adam i feel like i'm you know hardly eating that. i don't you know i don't feel like i'm looking i mean the scale i'm down a tiny bit but not much i don't feel like i'm looking better I'm like, well, that's because you're leaning out right now. You're completely what we call flat. 
I said, what, what I want you to do is go have a cup, cup and a half of rice and then get, and then go look at yourself in the mirror an hour later. And instantly, cup and a half of rice and maybe a glass of water or two, and that same person will also go, yep. all, and the muscle belt, you don't get fat from that. One cup of rice is not going to make you fat. Yeah, well, mm. if your calories are under, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not going to, but what it will do is it will shuttle a bunch of uh, glucose and a bunch of water into the muscle bellies, and it will now fill them out, and it will give you a much different look. I Justin, mean, you experienced this after Saturday. We had like two drinks, yeah. which is more carbs than you've had all month because right. you're eating carnivore, and you noticed it the next day. I did. I actually, I was actually worried I was going to be like all bloated and like, you yeah. know, like look like shit. And it actually was the opposite. I felt like I was like, oh wow, I had more definition and I looked like more tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. So, so the, I mean, we have to explain what muscle bellies are because people like when when you look at the muscle, you have the actual muscle itself, and then you have the tendons that they attach to, and then their insertions. Okay, the muscle belly is just the muscle itself. That's all it is. When we're talking about a muscle belly, we're talking about the big part where all the muscle fibers are. We're not talking about the rest of it. So the ends of it, basically. the ends of it. Yeah, so we're not talking about that. So when we say something like, "Oh, you know," like for example, uh, in bodybuilding, because it's an aesthetic sport, and you're being judged entirely how you look. A lot of it is your training and diet, but another part of it, that's a big part of it, has to do with your genetics. And and one part of that is how long and full are your muscle bellies. So here's an example. We all you can imagine somebody who has really high calves. So this is this is a person who's has this really short calf almost up behind their knee. That person has a short muscle belly. Now it doesn't mean they have a weaker muscle, because long short muscle bellies doesn't mean it's stronger or weaker. It's just the way it appears. They have a shorter muscle belly. Or versus someone else who may have a long calf that goes all the way down to their ankle, like Justin, for example, has got really long muscle bellies on his calves. That is a longer muscle belly. It doesn't mean it's stronger or weaker, again. But for bodybuilding purposes, when you have these long muscle bellies, where if you look at your bicep and it goes all the way down to your elbow rather than it being the short, knotty thing at the top, when you build that, there's more muscle appearing to it, it creates the illusion of being a bigger muscle. And so in body that's why they talk so much about muscle bellies in bodybuilding. And so for the most part, longer, fuller muscle bellies are more aesthetic. Maybe and I say the most part because I know a lot of women don't necessarily want really long, you know, calf Well, you can use really that long. you can use that same analogy though for the butt for women. Like you see some women have that with the, you know, like the long ass or you have some that have like the bubbly uh, like a right, more bubbly right, butt. Right, right. That's what they have like a shorter origin insertion of the butt and they have a shorter smaller muscle belly and so when you build that muscle belly it gives this more pronounced bubbly mm-hmm. look. So but I you know this is it's a bodybuilder term. It's definitely something that I spoke to learn more about as I got into competing. But it's helped me tremendously out with the average person. Because here's another mistake a lot of people make. I see that I used to see this all the time, and now I have words to give to somebody to help describe or walk them through this process. When you know someone's been dieting for a couple of weeks and they're they're discouraged and they decide, fuck it, I'm gonna go out and have a night with the girls and go cheat or have a, a, a bad meal or whatever or just eat for fun for that day, and then they wake up and they feel better, mm. they look better. 
because all of a sudden they get all filled out. They were what they don't realize is, and then, the, and then you get the people like, oh, I just got to eat like that. Now. Yes, that's, that's exactly. So that's what. So then they go, oh shit. Well, that made me look better. Then another day won't hurt. And then and then what ends up then what ends up happening is then you when then you get the other term that we use in bodybuilding, which spill is over. Oh, yes, spill over is everything's filled out. The muscle bellies are all filled out. They got the store. The storage is all filled up. And then you keep consuming that that can, the overconsumption after you've already filled the body out mm-hmm. now gets stored as body fat. And so you're always kind of playing with it. And then what ends up happening too is like, so for burning fat, let's say you're somebody who eats a lot of calories. So like when Justin first started the carnivore diet, the first day or two, he's not probably going to burn that much fat because his body stores a bunch of glycogen that he can use for later on. And you right. store it in the, in the muscle. You have to get fully depleted Yeah, first. right. The body needs, so once he depletes that all out, and then now the body doesn't have somewhere to go. Now it looks for another resource, which then is body fat, right? So then it then it utilizes body fat as energy. Now during this process, you have this look that you don't feel the greatest. And your workouts, maybe you don't perform always the best too, because you don't have this quick energy that your body can tap into. It's having to process and turn over the fat and use that as energy. And it's not the best feeling. It's not the best look on you. And then when you refuel, this is also why I love carb cycling is because it's easier to show people this when they do this, when they have a, a low, a medium, and a high day. When I give someone a nice high day, they get to feel the workout. They get to see their body all filled out again. And then I go, hey, let's deplete again. Now, here's something that's interesting. Now, you know, I said earlier, short muscle belly, long muscle belly doesn't necessarily mean one's stronger or one is weaker uh, because there's a lot of factors that, that go into play. However, that being said, when all things are equal – Here's something you will notice. The most agile type athletes tend to have shorter muscle bellies. If you notice like sprinters or yeah, fire or, quicker. They have well, not that necessarily even that. They're just I think there's just less mass to move and it's less it's it's out of the way. Yes. So when you you look at long like the long legs and the short calf muscles of sprinters that are very developed. Um, but then on the other side of it, longer muscle bellies may have a potential for greater uh, muscular strength because of the larger cross-sectional area, which is why when you look at strength athletes like at the upper level, like powerlifters and strongmen, they do tend to have these bigger, longer muscle bellies. So it is kind of interesting. It's very fascinating, right, how one may be more uh, more beneficial to one thing versus another. But from an aesthetic standpoint, longer muscle bellies tend to, tend to look better. And in the defense of bodybuilding, I know we rail on them a lot, and right now we're giving them props. Here's the deal. Like, bodybuilders know how to manipulate diet and nutrition better than any other athlete in the world, mm-hmm. hands down, in order to get you to change how you look and how certain things are going to affect your body. They're the freaking, they're the scientists. Bro, I'll, I'll tell you. And I, a lot I, of what we know came from from there. I, I, I don't know if Justin remembers or not, but before we started Mind Pump, him and I were meeting with, you know, Level Up and that stuff. And this is when I was starting my like real serious diet and getting in, heading in the competitive direction like that. I was going to start getting in that kind of shape. And I remember every time I meet with him every week coming back, be like, bro, like I remember that to be that far into my career and to have this knowledge already, but to apply it to that much detail, I was learning so much. Mm-hmm. It was blowing my mind. I remember coming back every week to talk to him like, bro, like, I can't believe this. When I do this, this, and this, like I see this, mm-hmm. I feel this, I notice this. Like it was all the science that I've understood I've understood for a long time, but I've never applied it to that much detail. It taught me so much, not only about myself, but just about the human body and a lot of these little nuances that people go through when they're trying to lose fat or to gain muscle. And it's now gave me this this ability to communicate that better to the average person who's struggling with 
why do I look this way? I don't, I, I don't feel like I'm – well, you got to think when our body burns body fat, okay, the, the, when, it, when you lose one pound of fat, it's it, like dispersed over your entire body. Like that's really hard to see the difference. But you drinking water and having some carbohydrates can manipulate your body by five to eight pounds. So but at any day, any part of your day, you can manipulate the way your body looks far more than you ever could by restricting calories and burning body fat. So keeping that in mind, when you have a goal of losing body fat or building muscle and you're trying to use the mirror and the scale as your way of like giving your, like, am I doing a good job or not? That's why it's such a bad tool to tell us that because yeah. you, when you, when you build muscle and you burn fat, those two things are so incremental that carbs and water trump that every every part of your day. One meal could make you look so different, yeah. you, and you could spend three days on a treadmill and three oh, days I, in the I gym. Could lose, I could well, lose five to seven pounds in a week, easy. Well, that's why these that. these wraps and all these types of things, like in sweating, you know, like I mean, that's why like somebody will go and they'll get this wrap and be like, oh my god, it looks so much better, right? You know, it's like it's an immediate like a water manipulation yeah, tactic. It sucks it's, five pounds of water out of you. It like, does, you know, visibly change you, but, right? For but it's not for long lasting at all. Next up is the village crazy lady. What is the best position to sleep in if you have mobility issues? I guess it would be what mobility issues yeah. you have because mm. that would matter. But I personally, yeah. I think sleeping on your back is the best. It depends, you know, because like somebody who has issues with breathing. Yeah, apnea would be a, a concern Or of snoring, that. that could well, be a bad one. Right. But here's my theory on it. Most most everything we do is anteriorly driven. So we're, we're so rounded forward. And laying on your back allows gravity to counter sort that. Of decompresses. Yes. You. So like every, almost everybody has forward shoulder and forehead. Everybody has its slight forward shoulder and forward head. And much of us, especially in now's generation, have it excessive. And so to lay flat on your back, you know, it, you have gravity pushing down on you, which is now at least, and especially when you're sleeping and you actually relax, I would think that that counters a lot of the bad stuff that you do throughout your day, hunched over on a computer, on a cell phone, whatever that rounds the body forward. I can't imagine any other sleeping position that counters it better than laying flat on your back. Mm-hmm. So I understand the snoring issues and you can, like that. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions to every rule, but I would think that flat on your back is is as good as it gets. Yeah, the thing that I, the thing that, the reason why I always have an issue with answering this question is there's a lot of, individual factors yeah. but here's the other thing it varies what i don't want to do is sell a sleep position because at the end of the day the most important thing that happens when you sleep is your quality of sleep <laughs> that's a good point right so mm-hmm. if you have a weird sleeping position but you're comfortable in it and it gives you the best night's sleep well that one's the best then you know you, you may hear us say hey that sleeping trunk, on your, that's a good point yeah that's- so you may hear us say oh sleeping on your back or on your in a fetal position yeah, i sleep like a vampire yeah do you yeah. really no <laughs> Uh, sleeping cool in a fe- did, fetal position is supposed to be one of the better ones with the pillow between your knees and it, you know, it's supposed to produce the best sleep. But here's the deal. You may hear that and you may go try it and then yeah, find Yeah, but that why does that produce with- the best sleep? Because I think that crutches the, the common postural deviations. That's the reason why that feels so comfortable because mm. you're closing the body in the air because you close it up all day long. So you close it up even tighter in the fetal position. There's so- a lot of theories as to why, because the fetal position is by far the most common uh it's the most popular sleeping position and it's the one that when people get tested tend to sleep the best in now there's some theories as to why one maybe what you're saying mobility issues you know i, I you know you can argue that although i would say in a fetal position you need to have a good pillow 
You have to have good hip mobility because when the knees come in, you get this weird angle with the hips. So some people have to put a pillow between their knees. But I think it's also because if you look at all the things that humans do throughout the day or throughout our lives, the most vulnerable thing that we ever do is sleep. Like, you know, for cave people, like we were for most of the time that humans have been on earth, you're sleeping, you're out, your senses are off, your brain is basically turned off. Uh, it's dark. We don't see very well in the dark. This is when all the predators are out. And so that was a very scary, vulnerable thing to do was to sleep. Sleeping in a fetal position protects a lot of your vital areas and it places your back out which is a little bit, you know, better protected. So I think that may be part of it. That so makes in it case feel you, so yeah. So if you're in, if you're worried about any bears or, or mountain lions, well, no, I think that's why we sleep the fetal position. I think maybe that's why we have that tendency it's like ingrained in our DNA. Yeah, like right. to, to sleep. Well, it's also how of, we are when we're in our in the womb, right? So I think that, yeah. that could be that yeah, too, yeah, right? Too. So. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. I'll tell you what. In terms of mo- how do you guys sleep? Well, see, that's what I was going to say. I sleep on my. I know you side. sleep with your thumb in your mouth. I've seen you. Yeah, and with my pants off. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that matters, but it, I just had to throw that in there. Visual. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I sleep on my side, um, it, but I shift. Like sometimes I'll shift. Sometimes I'll stay on one side, but like my, I just innately just I'll, I'll, I'll go into my back and then I'll turn and go to the other side. So I'm like almost like a windshield wiper. Oh, like, I, I feel like Courtney right. would hate sleeping with you. Are you, are you a- <laughs> well, she's, she's out, man. It's like she's, she does her thing. I do my thing. We don't, we don't interact zero cuddling nothing really? no cuddling. no way man I'm that's because they've been not into that stuff yeah yeah, yeah what's, I, your, what's your how do you sleep i sleep uh i'll start off on my back and then i go to my side typically. i feel like you're like a cuddler and a half dude. me yeah well both you <laughs> know what fucking captain cut, spoon cut yeah i feel like he's yeah. just fucking cuddling but man. yeah i'm a you know i'm a touchy-feely person i know, know? That's yeah, I feel Je- like jessica and i are both cuddly so we tend to like you know fall asleep that way but then in the middle of the night apparently i guess when we wake up we're not like that so i think we start that way and then we wake up a little differently. You know, what's more important than how you sleep, especially who you're sleeping with. Yeah. yeah. No, (laughs) what's more important is, is how you are when you're awake. That's going to have a much greater, because here's a deal. When you have good strength and balance and mobility, uh, how you sleep doesn't matter as much. You know what I'm saying? Like you ever see a kid fall asleep on the floor or on a couch or on wherever, and they wake up and they're fine. It's not until you're older that you have to have like these perfect beds, otherwise you wake up with back pain. And, all this. and it's not the sleep. This is the thing people no. think it's. Oh, it's this. It's sleep that's the problem. It's how I sleep. No, it's you have mobility issues. You didn't sleep wrong. You ever do that where people wake up and oh my neck hurts? Uh, I must yeah, have slept I get wrong. up. Yeah, that's because you have mobility issues, and so when you're totally relaxed, shit gets hurt. That that shouldn't happen. So if, if you have yeah. mobility issues, that's where the focus should be. No, it's a great. Well, it reminds me of this lady that was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast that was talking about like her whole house is is like wood. You know, like she has like a wood bed. Like she has no like comfort. Uh, you know, even the, the the chair and the furniture and all stuff. And the theory there is like, you know. It, she, like she will adapt to, to this environment and, and her body will be in a more uh, optimal position constantly, you know, with her vertebrae and everything else. And she's going to be in great alignment. And as she sleeps, it's like all hard. And eventually you sort of adapt to it. But I was like, wow, that sucks. Dude, when I first got divorced, I went through this whole like minimalist stage where I just didn't want anything. And I slept on a, a it's like a, it's a Japanese like futon type thing, but it's really, it's only a thin 
kind of pillow looking mattress. It's about that big. So it's what is that? About twelve, maybe maybe just sleep maybe on twelve inches. Camping. Did you? Mm-hmm. And I just put it on the oh, floor, and that's how I slept. So I basically slept on the floor, perfectly fine. It wasn't. An, I actually took me a second to get used to, and then I had really good sleep. And you got to imagine. I mean, humans. Have, what did we sleep on before? Mm-hmm. You know, hay. And what did we sleep on before that? The ground. I mean, there's really nothing else. I, I think it's it really has. Dude, to do- some of my best sleep have been on that on a mattress like that or a little cushion like that. We used to have those when we go camping in a sleeping bag out in the stars. You well, know, here's another factor to that: cold air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes a big it difference. makes a big difference. Huge difference. difference. I like it. Freezing. Do you guys sleep clothes or naked? Naked. Are you completely uh, naked? Well, so I start off. I you, you just boxers. wear a t-shirt. No, I start off naked. <laughs> But what's inevitable for me is that I get up in the middle of the night and I will have to go to the bathroom. And then so after I go to the bathroom, I normally put on like I always keep by my right by my bed. I have like a drawer that I keep all my like real light, lightweight, like shorts that are almost like boxers. Uh And then I'll put a pair of boxers on and go back to bed because otherwise I feel like I'm sleeping in a big pair of underwear. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you go to the bathroom, then you go lay in your bed afterwards because it's inevitable with guys, you're going to get a drip out here or there. So (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to piss all over (laughs) my bed. So, so, so you sleep completely naked otherwise. Yeah. When I go to bed, I'm naked. I go to bed naked and then eventually what will happen is I'll have to get up at one o'clock. put on the shorts. Yeah. Then I'll throw something on and then, and then I'll, I started doing that until we had like, until my son woke up and was like choking and all that. And I'm like butt naked, you know, and I'm like <laughs> trying to call like 911 and like firemen and everybody are coming. I'm like, oh, shit, I should put some on. So ever since then, I've uh, at least had some boxers on. Yeah, I just, I, I feel a little bit better. Yeah, I feel like I, you have like a onesie. I, no, I sleep in, I sleep in my underwear, you know, my, my Italian style underwear. You sleep in those things? Oh, yeah. Bro. So restrictive. It's not. It's not. It actually keeps everything secure and safe. You don't let the the ball bag kind of breathe. You know what I mean? Um, it's breathe. It's breathable. It's not plastic. I'm not wearing plastic underwear. <laughs> but uh, but no, you know what it is. I don't when know. Things man. Are I don't know out, what you do in your bedroom. When man. things are out and loose and you're moving around the bed, yeah. you get stimulated on accident. You know what I mean? Then you can't go to sleep because you oh. feel like shh, shh, you rub against. You know? So I got to keep oh everything. Oh my god, you're like 17. I want to keep everything. Dude. I want to keep everything nice. That's and, like an excuse I would have made at 17 years old. Yeah. Like oh, if the sheets rub me, then I get a hard on, and then yeah, I want to have yeah. sex again. Yeah, you don't want to do one of those. (laughs) So I just wear one of those. But that, you know, they do studies on that and they find that if you sleep naked or mostly naked, much better sleep. Yeah. Much, much better quality sleep. Oh, I felt, I totally think so. Yeah, I can't wear clothes. Cool room. And then a game changer for me was two pillows. I used to, when I was a kid, I had one pillow. But if you got any kind of shoulder width whatsoever, one pillow's not going to, I mean, then your neck's all weird, right? I like well, hugging. So you're a side like sleeper, though. A, you're, you're a little more side. I'll do side, yeah, halfway through. See, my concern with side sleeping is if we're if most of us suffer from upper cross syndrome where our shoulders are rounded forward, and you're laying on your side, I, w- I would think it's cranking on that shoulder even more and excessively making that worse. I mean, I can see that, but you know, my problem with that is if that's the most comfortable way you sleep and right, you get right. the best sleep. No, no, I think that was a great argument you make. I like, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's, a, I think that's an incredible point of view that if you're getting good sleep that way, and then just because Mind Pump Adam says fucking sleep on your back is better for you, mm-hmm. and you start doing that, and then you're you're having broken sleep all night, mm-hmm. yeah, sleep trump, sleep trumps that. Yeah, you sure. know what's really good? And address those, your mobility in the daytime. You know what's really good are those big body pillows. Have you guys seen those? I love those. Yeah, so those are really good. Pregnant women use them a lot, but mm-hmm. they're freaking great for, for everybody to use. Katrina gets jealous of those. What do you mean? Oh, because yeah, you're hugging something else? Yeah, yeah. Just put her picture on it. Yeah, if it was up to her, I'd, I'd cuddle like you, you know, where I'd be all spooned you up. You don't like to cuddle 
when you go to sleep? Not at all. I mean, I we do. Did like, you when you first started dating? Or, no, or, or no, no, it's no. always it's been. Not, a, yeah, no, it's not a like a. Dude, new, your hair not, tickles me. I can't handle it. I just I'm a I'm a big guy. I, I'm I'm I get hot really easy. So her body heat on me gets me really that really too, yeah. really really quick. So what normally and I sleep on my back. So typically how we fall asleep is I'm on my back and she normally nuzzles her her head into like my my shoulder and like right here on my armpit chest, right in the armpit. Yeah, she kind of nuzzles up. Yeah, most. yeah. She wants she wants us touching at all times. So like if there's at one point she gets off of that, like I'll scoot to her to where she can feel my arm against her back or like that. Mm-hmm. That's her. She sleeps better feeling me next to her. And I sleep better not being t- close to her, so it's like mm-hmm. the, that's like her compromise. One like, of my favorites. Here's my leg. Can you one feel of, it? Yeah. One of my favorites is when my kids yeah, were we'll really touch fingers when yeah. they were really <laughs> really it. young, and they would when I'd hold my kids, and then they'd sleep on my chest. Oh, I used to love. I used to love just falling asleep with that with a little baby on your chest. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but you don't really get the greatest sleep because you're afraid no. you're gonna crush them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also such a wonderful feeling to have this little, you know. Well, I would do that downstairs in, in a really nice like rocker chair mm-hmm. and I would fall asleep all the time just like rocking my son to sleep. And it was like, <sighs> you ever fall asleep with both your boys like watching TV or something like that? Yeah, but then they'd punch me or something and wake me up. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's the pleasure of having boys. That's great. Yeah. Next question is from CCP. Do any of you suffer from road rage? Any crazy stories? Oh my God! Who's most likely to be the road rage at the moment? I would now, say Doug. Yeah, at the probably moment. Doug or, yeah, or Justin. Yeah, Doug. Right now, uh, yeah, Doug didn't think he'd be that guy. No. Uh, yeah, I think Doug. I think we've been somewhere where Doug's yelled at somebody in the car. Yeah, yeah. that's the only reason why I say that. Yeah, but, I think yeah. We, I think we have. I think Doug. It's so he gets really ramped. Who up. would be the calmest? Do you think out of all four of us? Now at this moment. Right now, yeah. Oh, sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think we're all pretty cool. I'm pretty now. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. I think I, I feel like you had the last moment though, didn't you? Like the the, the latest one. Did I? Maybe. You know, it's funny. I'm so different. Yeah, I, from I, what, I could have sworn he just told us a story yeah, where you recently fucking right? snapped on somebody. Dude. Did I snap? Was it because I parked over at Whole Foods at the electric car? No. 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 No, no. No. You were driving. You were driving. And- Bro, what about when you and I were driving and there was that that. Kid, who was it that rolled up next to us was all gangster with his grandma in the car? Oh, yeah, Remember yeah. we were looking at, uh, this is when I first got divorced and I was looking at apartments. Yeah, yeah. And that kid, some dude just drives by and his grandma's driving. Yeah. And he's in the passenger just fucking mad dogging us, looking yeah. at yeah, talking <laughs> yeah. shit. And we were both cracking up. I mean, I, I had my- Always cracks I had up. my fair share uh, as a kid, you know? Yeah. It's when such I, a stupid thing. It is. I'm so different than I used to be. I used to have dude, bad- Dude, college, I used to go like crazy, yeah. So there was a time when I actually like, I saw this guy kind of cutting people off and all that. And I looked in the rear view and I, I literally like instigated this one just because I've I was like, that. fuck this guy, I've done you that, know? Yeah. And so he got behind me and was like trying to do all these evasive maneuvers and stuff. And so I brake checked the hell out of him. And then he, oh my God, he got so mad. And then like was like yelling at me and I rolled my, down my window yelling back. We got to a stoplight. He like opens his glove compartment and shows me his gun. I was oh like, my! Oh shit! And I took a quick right. Yeah. Like I didn't even know where I was going. I was just like, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, Why did I do that again? It's I, uh, it's such a dumb thing. I did it all the time when I was a kid. I'd, yeah, I remember I threw my water bottle at yeah, someone through the window I did shit like that once because we were yelling. One time when I was a kid, I got checked myself real hard. I was. I was young. I must have been about 16 or 17 years old, and I had my Toyota pickup that I had saved all my money up to buy, and I'm driving this thing. And I used to race anybody. Anybody who was at the stoplight with me, I'd race them. Of course, the irony is I have a four-cylinder Toyota pickup, so it's like I can beat anybody, but whatever. I used to do it all the time. 
and there was another truck next to me, and I didn't even look at who the driver was. I just knew the light turned green, so I gun it, and I chirp out a little bit, and then I go in front of them. And you know, you, you remember what you used to do if you beat someone in a race, right? You turn on your hazards when you're in front of them. Did you guys do that? What? You, know, you guys didn't do that? The, oh, yeah, you, you get in front explain. of them. You yeah. put the hazards on to kind of show them that, uh I won, uh-huh. and then you give them a little brake check. So I did that, right? <laughs> And then, I, and then I, I've never yeah, heard of yeah, this. In my only life. you used to do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why you got yeah, so probably why you got pissed off. He's like, "What? What is all this display?" So then he You're comes, so cocky. He comes yeah. around to try and go in front of me, and, and I gun it. Yeah. I speed up to not let him. Yeah. And so we do this little bit back and forth, and then he opens his window and he starts yelling. And I, for the first time, I looked into the truck. And it was the biggest human being I've ever seen in my entire life, ever. I had never seen. Like, Oops. He stuck his arm out the window because he was yelling, and he had this. He was obviously a bodybuilder, obviously a, a competitive bodybuilder. His massive arm. He's, he's like frothing at the mouth. I'm like, oh fuck! Like, what's going on? I'm gonna fucking kill you. So now we're driving fast down Santa Teresa, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Then there was a stoplight, and there were cars stopped at the stoplight, so I had to stop. But luckily, I had the foresight to give myself space because I knew I might have to fucking get out of Dodge. So I give myself about two or three car lengths between me and the car in front of me. So I stop. He pulls up in front of me and gets out of his car. And I'm like, he's a massive human being. So now I'm yelling out my window. Hey, man, I'm just a kid. Hey, I'm just a kid, man. I'll run you over. I'll run you. That's what I kept. Now I started telling him I'm running I'll run you over. And he re- he tries to come around my car, and I'm backing up, and he grabbed my rear view uh, mirror, and he tried to rip it off, and then people are like, we're calling the cops, and he got the- that was the worst road rain inc- oh, incident wow. that I had. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think you definitely lose this one, bro, because you told the story, too, about- your daughter and son being in the car, so it couldn't oh, have been yeah, that did. long ago. I did. That was a basketball getting thrown against your window, and you yeah. went out about fucking beat up a bunch of fifteen year olds. I did. I did. <laughs> so that was that was uh, how old, how long ago was that? That was uh, maybe four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So that wasn't even that long. Dang, that's right. Yeah, oh, dude. But that's different. Bro. No, bro. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, no, no. Uh, you get a pass. Kids were involved. You get a pass because yeah. of your kids. But think you, about it this way. You still are more like. Look at this. I'll ask Justin <laughs> right now. No, no. I'll ask Justin Don't right now. try and close. No, no, I'm not trying to close. I just no, want to see how you react. <laughs> if you're, if you feel like your kids are being threatened a little bit, it, will that set you off faster than anything yeah, else? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's gonna heighten everything for sure. Oh yeah. But yeah, like I, I don't like I wasn't there, so I didn't know the extreme. Like yeah, I lost my shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you were about to beat like, up some. It takes a lot kids, now dude. for me to get ramped up. Yeah, for know? people who don't know what happened, I was I was driving with my kids, and there's, there's, there was these other these teenagers playing basketball, and as we roll through, they stop their game. One of them throws the basketball at the at the window, the rear window, where my little daughter was sitting, and she was just you know she was like five years old, maybe four years old, and she got really frightened and started crying. And I stopped the car and I got this dad rage inside of me. Like, they could have broke the window. Yeah. My daughter's sitting back there. So I fucking flipped a Yui and they all ran inside. So I grabbed their basketball hoop and I threw that thing in the middle of the street. This big old. <laughs> yeah. As an adult, that's embarrassing. Uh, I, you know, probably, I probably I, would I get it though. I would think that as it, because I have stories that I'm just, I'm not going to share on this show. Because uh, yeah. it, it does. Because you ma- could still get prosecuted. Well, it just makes me look like a really bad human being. So I, you know, I, I definitely was this bad kid. He's definitely through high school and early twenties, 
caused a lot of shit. Been in, and to me, maybe this is why. I, and I think maybe I'm arguably the calmest now. I think I don't. I don't think I would. Shit, I just had someone cut me off the day. I, I maybe do this. Like I kind of, I shrug my shoulders and throw my hands up. Like, hey, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You know, I kind of do that. Yeah. Like I kind of, I don't flip people off. I don't yell. I don't do any of that shit anymore. But I mean, I have done all of it as far as chasing after somebody, scaring the fuck out of somebody who did something to me. I mean, ganging up with other people and just going to their house. Like we've done some fucked up shit, man. Mm-hmm. I've done, and I've been in fights. I think maybe what it is is because I've gone through all that stuff like i don't want any of that as yeah. the, like I've, you, you know where that road leads yeah no i mean most enough, of it's kind of how I got. I got i got to a really dark place with it and yeah. so i i kind of pulled my way out of that that mentality like completely like i just know like the patterns of that between that or like getting bar fights or any of that kind of shit i just i just like you know don't put myself in situations like yeah I, I, mo- most of it has to do with uh pride most of it doesn't have to do with you feel threatened and you need to protect yourself. Most of it is yeah, it's you wanting to prove who you, it is. Ego, bro. and I feel yeah, like yeah, as yeah, you get, sure. I feel like as you get older and more comfortable with Tor- who you are, the last time it doesn't bother you. The mm-hmm. last time that I almost got into something road rage wise or anything like that at all had nothing. It wasn't even my fault. There was a, it was in my neighborhood, and this was just a few years ago. And uh, and I might have shared this on the podcast when it, the day it happened. Because I think we were podcasting when this happened. And I was uh, following this guy through my through Coyote Creek, which is just a slow part. It's all neighborhoods. So it's like, you know, two miles before you get out. It's like, you know, 25, 30 miles an hour. And the guy in front of me is like on his on his cell phone and he's driving like five miles an hour. And I'm just like shaking my head and I'm like, I'm, I'm up on him pretty close. And he pulls over and I'm not mad. I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, you know, and I'm, I'm behind him really close, like either pull over or let me by. And I'm not being a dick about it. I'm not flipping him off. I'm not doing anything. But he pulls over and he gets out of his car. But I didn't act crazy. I just rolled my window down, hung my heart, my head out, my my arm out. And I said, is there anything? Like-? And this is like middle of bodybuilding time for me too. So I'm weighing like 235. I'm on testosterone. I'm like, I dare you to come over to my car and see what happens. And it, But the, my attitude was so calm that nothing happened. You know, He got out. He got close enough to see the size I was in comparison to him, and he turned right back around and walked back into his car. Yeah. But, I, but that, a lot of it, it's A young like, me would have been out to prove. I would have met him. Yeah. I, you would get yeah. out of his car. I would have got out of my car, and then we would have been going in the middle Even of the street. Even now, as an adult, again, yeah. that, that story with my kids, that was more of a protective feeling right. that I didn't check and control. But even now, as an adult, like- you know, if it's a pride thing, you know, even if you even if you win a fight, let's say you go out and you get in a fight and you win, you still fucking got in a fight. You still had to like rough someone up. You got your hair messed up. Your clothes maybe tore. Maybe you hurt your hand. You might go to. Is it really? It's not worth. You know what I mean? So someone wants to flip me off now, and I'm on my own in the car, and they're yelling at me. I don't really care. Yeah, I, kinda, I don't feel like I it's a hassle. Just smile. Like it kind of just makes me laugh a little bit because it's like they're just in a different state. Like they're still like they still care about that kind of bullshit. You know, like I remember one time this this guy like comes by and he flips me off. Ah, oh, fucking, and I just blew him a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking pissed him of course off. Well, you, you know, what? I loved it. I've been in I've been in so many fights growing up that whenever I've got my ass beat or handed to me. It's never by the motherfucker who acts crazy like that. No. The, and all the people that I always the all guy. the people yeah. that I've fucked up are the mouthy ones, the ones acting all crazy, the ones starting like every one of those fights I whooped the shit out of the dude. Every one of them. If I ever got my ass handed to me in a fight, 
It was. It was the guy who didn't want to fight, or the guy who wasn't saying anything, or was the friend of some guy who wasn't even trying to fucking fight and want nothing to do with it. Those are the guys that, like, and, and so I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become that guy where it's like, I'm not going to pick a fight. I don't want to fight. You don't want me to fight you. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> you just I've been in enough to know that this I is going to go. those cleats. Yeah, this yeah, is not going to go well for you well, if we thing, go down this road. And those are the about, motherfuckers you got to watch out for. It's not the too, crazy mouthy dude. The thing about being in a car, too, is that a lot of times, it's almost like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the internet where you have the, the keyboard warriors who talk shit because they know there's no threat of violence. In your car, people tend to feel safe like nothing's going to happen and so you get way more way more than in the real world i almost never have had in the real world somebody flip me off and what i mean by real world is outside the car yeah flip me off and talk shit like you're walking to get a starbucks and yeah. somebody's like fuck you fuck you man <laughs> fuck. really like, nobody <laughs> boom yeah you know <laughs> nobody does that but they do in the car because the threat of violence is lower because they're safe in their car and you're in your yeah, car right. then, i'll tell you what i've had more women lose their shit on me in their cars than men I've actually I've had more women flip me off and yell, and it's and I'm like this would never happen. Not that I would in ever, the diamond lane, right? Yeah, yeah. not that exactly. <laughs> not that I would ever do anything or anything like that. But I think you know people feel safe. It's See like, on like, that can, theory, you pointing that out, it always makes me wonder too. Like when we get these people that are like anti-gun, like if we were an anti, if we were a society that didn't have guns and weapons, like do you think that we would be, have more of these more of these situations you think people would be more apt to talk shit and cause issues because of there's no fear of anything lethal potentially happening to them that's a good question it's mm. a very very good question I, I will say this the the amount of guns that exist in america and the fact that violent crime has dropped over the last few decades it kind of shows that it's not the gun it's the it's the society so i don't know it's very interesting to me i will say yeah. this uh, uh what's his name robert oberst who lives out in, in texas oh yeah he yeah. says where he lives everybody owns a gun he's like there's not that much road rage because yeah, i think nobody it, messes everybody knows anybody. they're and let me let me tell yeah. you being someone who's been all over the united states right like it's one of the most polite states oh yeah you'll ever yeah. go to yeah you're not gonna you mess to, with people yeah people you know because half the fucking population is caring <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I hold doors open. Yeah, I say thank you and please. Like, it's yeah. fucking funny to me. I'm not like, going to flip someone off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, at any time, there's a 50-50 shot. Motherfucker has got a gun under that shirt, dude. So It's that threat of violence. Right. So, anyway. so check this out. We have guides that are free. Free. Uh, and many of the guides uh, address things like how to lose fat, how to train uh, with high-intensity interval training, how to build your chest, your legs, your calves. I mean, we've got about 10 guides they're all free. Go to mindpumpfree.com. You can also find us all on Instagram. We have great pages, unique pages. Justin's page is different than my page. Oh, it's super unique. And Adam's page is different from everybody's. And better. If you go to Instagram and you want to follow us, you can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. 
If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support. And until next time, this is Mind Pump.